This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, loves. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so excited for today's guest. I have an incredible woman, mother, self-made, just such an incredible powerhouse. I have the amazing Manika Dar, and let me tell you a little bit about her before I bring her on. Manika Dar is a self-made, self-funded minority mompreneur behind the fast-growing Manika Dar cosmetics family of brands that includes Manika Dar Beauty, Goddess by Manika Dar, Beauty and the Bump, Hout Dog Luxury Pet Products, Mason Man Skincare, and Manika Dar Lux Back and Body. The creator of the 7-Minute Face, Kadar's three-step award-winning beauty simplified system quickly gained the attention of national outlets such as E! News, Good Morning America, Today Show, and so much more. Her innovative approach to both beauty and business earned her a spot among the top 40 under 40 beauty CEOs, along with being named 2018's USC Alumni Member of the Year. Manika Dar brand made Inc. Magazine's 2020 top 5,000 list and is published among the fastest growing enterprises in the LA Business Journal. So I literally could go on and on, guys, because she has such an incredible bio, but I want to bring her on and let her share her story with you. Mana, welcome to my show. Ellie, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm such a fan of yours and this podcast, and it is just an honor to be with you today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you. I love everything you're doing, what you stand for, and I just, you know, I, I love that you are truly self-made, self-funded, like you are just you know, you're really like such an inspiration to so many that, you know, look at something like what you're doing and are like, oh my God, how? And so like, take us back. Like, how did this all begin? Share a little bit more about, you know, yourself and you that I didn't share in your bio. Sure. You know, I think before me, I think I have to start with my mom and my grandmother, because I think it was really them that had put forth all the opportunities that I have today. So um, my mom, you know, like she, she's an immigrant and uh, we, I was born in Paris and unfortunately she was in a very abusive um, physically and mentally, emotionally relationship. So very similar to the, the movie, Not Without My Daughter, my, my dad's Middle Eastern, like we fled in the middle of the night to, you know, escape his abuse. And like so many immigrants, you know, we came to America, the land of opportunity and, um, she worked three jobs. You know, I remember her getting up at like three o'clock in the morning, going to a bakery, um, and then working at school during the day and in the evening working at restaurants. And, you know, just to give me the opportunity um, to have a really great education. And I never took that lightly. So I really wanted to make sure that my mom's efforts were, were, were not, uh, you know, we're just done for no, no specific reason. So I think from that, it just, it gave me a really strong work ethic. Um, as I saw her trying to, to make it, make it work and make it happen for us. And so, you know, I, I was, as I was trying to help my mom with the household expenses, et cetera, I was working, um, for an insurance broker to the stars and one of his customers, 
um, his clients had a retail cosmetics store, the Brea Mall here in Orange County. And he said, hey, you know, you seem like a young, bright person. Do you want to purchase this retail cosmetics store? And my mom, you know, she saved every birthday dollar, every Christmas dollar, every dollar um, from when I was zero. And uh, you know, I had this little, very, very small nest egg and it was enough to purchase this retail cosmetic store. And I was 16 at the time. So I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't tell my mom that I had basically cashed out the savings account to pursue this opportunity, but I did. And, you know, this was like before Sephora, before Ulta's, before any of any retail like store beyond, um, beyond what you would see at like a, a department store. So that was my entryway really into cosmetics. And then from there, I, um, I expanded about one store a year. So seven stores in six years. And then I ultimately concurrently went to USC full-time um, while opening these stores. So it was a really great foundation um, for my future in beauty. Wow, first off, thank you so much for sharing about you know, your mom and your grandmother and the story you know of everything you guys went through because obviously looking at someone like yourself and seeing all the success and everything you've done no not many people know the actual you know trauma and heartache and hardships you went through before you even stepped into this yeah I, you know I think it's important to share because you know, people are successful and that you know you, that's the end result that you see but you don't see all of the many failures and all of the many challenges that people endure before getting to that point. And even as a successful person on a daily basis, <laughs> there are so many challenges, um, you know, that we just don't share. And unfortunately with social media, you know, you kind of just see the polished um, end result. And, you know, so I, I do think it's important to share that story. Well, I completely agree with you. And it's so true, especially just from, you know, online, social media, anything you read about someone, you're right. It's like, it's the end result but it's not everything that it took to get there and so when you just said you were going to school as well as opening all these businesses like tell us about that because I mean that's a that, I mean that's a lot of work to, to do school and then have all these different businesses and different places that you're opening simultaneously you know as a young person I think that you know, I, I don't think I looked at it as, as um, daunting. I, I looked at like the stores as something I had already embarked upon um, before college. And um, so they were so successful and I kept opening more stores. So it was really an exciting time for me. And um, so I would go to school during the day. So all of my classes were from like seven in the morning to like 11. Um, and then from there, I would go, go to each one of the stores. Um, not all of not all at the same time, but, um, and the malls closed at nine. So then, you know, like I was basically working the stores and the, with the teams, um, from like noon to nine and then starting that all over again. And I think it was just so exciting to see the growth and the success of it all that, um, and the, the schooling part was really interesting because I was, I studied business. And so I almost, explain it like it, it's akin to having an MBA or getting that MBA type of education where, you know, I would take an accounting class and then I would be able to apply it to my books immediately and see, you know, the impact that it was have or like a marketing class and then understand those principles and, and implementing those principles within what I was doing on a daily basis. So it was really, um, it was great. And it was, it was thrilling at the time. And I, I don't even remember being tired. Um, I just remember having that um, 
that excitement and that exhilaration of seeing something and creating something um, and continuing to see it flourish. So incredible and so inspiring. And I love that you also shared that you, you know, studied business. I did the same before I even got into fashion. My dad actually was like, it's great. You want to go into fashion. I know this has been your passion since you were like a little, little thing, but guess what? You're going to study business first and then you're going to go off and do whatever you want. And I was like, dad. And he's like, nope, you're going to do business first. And I remember being so mad, but now I'm like, oh, okay, dad, <laughs> you, you did, you know, you, you did me a solid there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think your dad was really smart and, and you could always pursue fashion. Um, and I guess you could have always pursued business too, but I think it, the principles that it teaches you, um, you know, really, can help with almost any career path that you that you take, you know, and a, a lot of it is theory, but I think they also teach you to think about things critically, to, to find solutions to challenges that come up, come about on like a daily basis. So it was, it was really like an invaluable education. Yes, it's so true. And you're, you're so spot on, like a hundred percent agree with you. So let's move forward. I want to hear, you know, you create all these amazing businesses. First off, when you, you know, create those different things, like you said, you were so inspired, you know, you were young, you were hustling, you were so just happy to be in it and in the thick of it. Like, how did these ideas come to mind? Like, how did, you know, these actual brands of yours come to life? So there was a little bit of a transition period. So I had retail cosmetic stores and I'd been running them for, for seven years and 9-11 happened. And with all of the, you know, shopping in all the malls in the state of the, the country at the time, like the malls were just empty, empty, empty. And so I had an opportunity to sell the stores and I was, I was pretty burnt out by this time um, with retail stores. So, you know, retail is open 363 days a, a year, seven days a week, you know, 12 hours, oh, sorry, 12 or 13 hours a day. So, you know, it was very grueling for me and I felt like I had I had done my time in, in retail and learned a lot. So I sold the chain of stores um, in 2002, right when I graduated um, SC. So I was young and I was, it wasn't enough to retire on. So here I am, a little 22-year-old with like a finance degree. And I thought, okay, well, what do I do now? Um, so you know, I talked to one of my friends and she, she got me into banking. And that was my next you know, career for the next six or seven years on the corporate banking side, working with small businesses, helping them, um, you know, get the financing that they need to pursue their dreams. So, you know, I started out on one side, actually being the entrepreneur. And then on the other side, I was able to um, see the corporate piece of it and help entrepreneurs like achieve um, success and help them work through some challenges along the way. Ultimately, you know, as, as, um, as great of a, an experience as that was, and it was very lucrative, a very safe job. I wasn't, uh, I didn't feel challenged in any way. So then I, the entrepreneurial bug had hit me again. And so, you know, then I, then I purchased a tanning salon and um, then I purchased that I had a chain of tanning salons and, you know, with tanning at the time was still in and sunless tanning was, was coming out, but I had a lot of space in my stores. So I wanted to diversify the revenue stream and not just be tanning. So I created, you know, a whole beauty bar because people were coming to me to, to look and feel better. So we added skincare, we added threading, we added eyelash extensions when it wasn't even a thing we added, um, you know, all sorts of things. And I thought, you know, what about, what about um, cosmetics? Like people are coming here for all these other things. So that was when the light bulb came on for me to add 
um, a cosmetics brand because I, I knew what the retail customer was looking for. And I had a small distribution for, for people to access and see the product. So that's really where um, the first brand, Manicadar Cosmetics, came into play and I launched a full line of cosmetics. And I was so naive. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty good salesperson and I think salespeople often get sold like the fastest, <laughs> the most. And so um, at the time I hired this PR company and he was like, you know, we're going to put you in every long lead glossy magazine and it's going to go viral and you're just going to sell all this makeup online and you're, you know, then you're just going to retire and sip, sip champagne on a boat with like Jay-Z or something. Um, but that didn't, happen. So, um, so, you know, that was just year one of, of the cosmetics brand, but it's, it's certainly, we, we've certainly had to evolve since that day. Wow. I mean, just so much good information there. You know, I mean, I think just, you know, if anyone's listening, you know, like to take away that not only did you have the drive and, you know, the true, it sounds like intuition and everything, but also that you continued to inspire yourself and move forward in everything that you were doing. And you were able to turn to yourself and say, you know what, I really am not being fulfilled. I'm really, yes, I'm in a safe job. Yes, I'm doing this, yes, I'm doing that. But am I really enjoying myself? And I, am I really in purpose? And I think that that takes a lot of courage. And, you know, I think that, that you just shared about how you were in a safe job, great salary, all of that, but we're like, okay, but something essentially is kind of missing mm-hmm. and then decided to dive in. You know, I think that's a good message for those that are listening. Yeah. And, you know, it, to walk away from a very um, safe place and, um, you know, nice, safe salary, cushy salary to go to just operating tanning salons, which I was making a fraction was, you know, it, it was a risk, but I really, you know, I enjoy <laughs> cleaning the tanning beds and coming up with a little marketing campaign. So I knew that that was the direction I needed to go in. And it was my responsibility to make it something where it could really um, catapult into that next level. So that's where, you know, I think that's where the, that's where the cosmetics line came into play. Like I kept expanding these tanning salons and I was like, you know, I can only reach, t- you know, like people within a five mile radius and maybe like 5,000 people per location. With the beauty company, I was like, I could reach everyone um, globally. So that was that was really, you know, I think another piece that was important to be able to impact more people and reach more people. I love that. I think that's so, I think that's so cool. I love that you, you know, wanted to impact more people. I know also, and then, okay, then further shift, you became a mom. That's a huge shift, as I know, as a you know, mom of two, you know, and you wanted to simplify beauty for moms, I know, and make everything on the go and everywhere and you know, relatable to all moms. Like talk to us about that because then after it was like, hey, I'm gonna create all these, you know, cosmetics and these amazing products. Then, you know, when did the the mom world come into play with all that? You know, I never thought I was gonna be a mom until I met my my now husband. And um, so it's been great. It's been lovely. It's been challenging. It's been all those emotions <laughs> moms have, I think, on a on a daily basis. But um, it really started with with my experience with the retail stores, where you know I I had spoken to tens of thousands of women and men who walked in, and people loved and wanted to look and feel good. But the underlying theme that I would hear all the time was, "I don't have time. 
I don't have time. I want to look good. I don't have time. Or I want to look good and I don't know what to do with all of these products. Plus, I don't have time. So, you know, it was really important to me to give people the tools to look and feel so much better on a daily basis. You know, I know when I take a little bit of me time and put on my makeup um, and brush my hair and, you know, I, I look and feel better and I stand taller. And so I really was on a mission to be able to create a process and create products that, that allowed women to do that. I mean, I think we can all take, um, you know, seven minutes is really the routine that we have seven minutes to just for yourself, to put yourself together and to put your best face forward. And I think, you know, I think we can conquer the day uh, a bit, a bit more um, in that way. So that's really where, where, where the, where, where the concept of each one of the products came into play. So like, just as an example, um, lip is, I think, well, Lip was something that people used to wear much more before all the masking came into play. But you know, what, what, one of our one of our uh, most popular products is called Lip Locked, and it's a product that has a primer that's built in, a stain, and a gloss. So rather than having to put three products on, you're just using one product that you apply. It stays on all day long, very minimal reapplication, and the color is really rich, and the moisture, uh, the formula is really moisturizing. And so you put your lipstick on, and you don't have to worry about you know, that product for the rest of the day. And so that was the idea, like just put it on, forget about it. And then you just look and feel better. I love that. That's so awesome. I'm going to have to try that one. Well, you have a package coming, so don't you worry. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I, lo I love me some goodies, especially I've been checking out so much of all your amazing cosmetics. And now you're just sharing that. I'm like, yes, please. And by the way, I love that you just said seven minutes, Mana, because like legit, I will like start, I got to tell my husband, I'm like, I just need like, 10 minutes. And then it's funny, like, you're right. It totally is seven minutes. Cause it's like, by the time you sit down, probably have like a sip of water, a sip of wine, whatever, depending what time of day it is, like whatever you're doing, you take like a deep breath. Maybe you go pee. It's like, okay, a couple minutes already taken from that 10 minutes. Now you're down to seven. Okay. Now you got to knock it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like really, truly that 10 or seven minute mark is like when the kids will then find you again, like it just gives them enough time to like focus on a, on something before they go, mommy, 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 mommy. And it's, you know, it, it almost never fails. Like as I'm putting my, my coat of mascara on, you know, then it's the kids need something and that's, that's, that's life. And I, I love it, but you know, I, I do really want that time for, for mommy too, because then, then they have the best version of mommy. Yes. It's so true. And it, and, and you feel good. Like you said, you put your foot forward, you put your face forward, like all of that. And, you know, are able to just feel good. And it's true. It's like, there's something about when you get to just do a little bit of something to yourself, even if it's not everything, you just feel so much better. Like I share that with everyone, especially with us, obviously most of us being home right now, it's like, you know, it's really important to really make sure you're feeling good, you know, as much as possible. And like you said, so you can be a good mom, be a good wife and be good to you. And I just love that, you know, you keep that in mind and you thought of that when it came to creating all your products and everything like that amazing lip product that you mentioned. So, you know, I, I love that you broke it down to like this science of like seven minutes. I think that's like so cool. Um, well, you know, my next question for you, Mana, is, I, you know, I was doing so much reading up on you and, you know, besides the fact that, you know, you're a mom and you're truly juggling and doing all these things, like, I want you to share, like, how do you truly juggle, you know, being a mother, being a wife, being successful, you know, and 
you're, you know, and you're, and you're juggling. I mean, as females, and I think as many of us who are married, you know, it is definitely intense to be able to juggle all that and be successful and still be present. Like I know from, you know, your own story and people I know around you, like you actually still take time to like feed your soul, feel good, take a fucking vacation. Like you actually do things for yourself or for you and your family. Like talk to us about that because I'm not going to lie. Like obviously now it's pandemic, but normally like I struggle with like making that time and creating that space. And I'm working really hard at it and making that intentional. And I think 2020 has done a lot of teaching of that to me, but I'm inspired by someone like you who really does put back into themselves and is successful and does, you know, juggle everything. Like, let's talk about that. Oh my gosh, Ellie. It's, you know, well, hats off to you. Cause I know you have um, a, two little ones. I mean, I thought I had little ones, but you have like little itty bitty ones. Um, and it's so hard. And I, I, I think it's important to share with women, like, look, doesn't matter, you know, how successful I am, but it's still just as hard for, you know, for all of us to, to just try to make it happen on a daily basis. So I think for me, um, the biggest thing I, I, first of all, I'm constantly reading these books about, you know, um, different things that I can do. Like I read the book, um, the 5am club, where it really focuses on, you know, getting up at five or whatever time it is for the person and taking that one hour for yourself to, to meditate, to you know, do gratitude journaling, and then to, to work out Now, in a, in the perfect world. Sure. That happens. But, you know, I try to do, I try to get up an hour before everyone else so that I do have that time to get my shit together you know like what it's like make the coffee you know kind of easing into the day versus like being just it's chaotic from the second you wake up because someone needs something or multiple people need things then then you start out your day like just with chaos and I don't like to do that um so I try to be so I try to get up earlier and then I try to be as prepared as possible so you know like with school with the kids I love our teachers. That's just a general statement, but there's so many extra things that you have to do. Like our kids now have, um, every week they have a share, share letter and they have to put a share thing. And then there's three, three questions. And so I get, you know, all of those envelopes just prepared for the entire, um, school year. So the envelopes are just ready to go. And I'm just like grabbing them as we, as we go through the weeks, because it's very easy to forget those little things, but just trying to prepare as much as possible, trying to prepare for work or, um, so that you have things written down so you don't forget about them. I think another big thing I to, I try to do is I have a big, just say yes pile and just say no. So I say no to a lot of things that are just, you know, I ask myself, like, is this, is this meaningful? Like, am I saying yes to this thing just because it's, it's an obligation or do I really want to be there? And is it going to really be impactful either for the person or myself for the future? Because otherwise then I'm just taking time away from my family and my business and my team. Um, so I find myself saying no to a lot of things. And then I do say yes to people that want to help, you know, like I, I don't want to be superwoman. Like if, if my mother-in-law wants to take the kids for a night and just do a sleepover with grandma, you know, yeah, yes, let's do it. <laughs> take the kids. So, so, so mommy and daddy can have a date night or, or, you know, like we just binge watch the unwanting. We, I don't think we've binged watch anything in four years. Cause we haven't had that much time to sit down in one sitting and watch anything other than cartoons. So, you know, I just say yes to a lot of things and I, and, you know, there, I'm, 
I'm not trying to prove anything to anyone by taking on everything myself. Um, and then, you know, whatever else I can't do, I, I outsource. So like as a joke um, to my husband, but this is not really a joke because it's reality. Like he's not very handy around the house. Like he does so many things well, but you know, I will ask him 50 times to put the freaking picture frame on the wall and he doesn't do it. So th for whatever reason. So now I'm just like, you know what, rather than have me that argument, then I'm just going to call our handyman to do that. And I just call him, I pay him to do it. And then it's less arguments, less nagging, happy marriage. So stuff like that, you know, Amazon fresh, like as many things as, as I can get automated um, so that I don't have to spend that time away from my family or away from, you know, work. And then I do it. And I do find that it, it, it really helps. But look, Ellie, don't get me wrong. There's many days like today where it's like a shit show. And as much planning as I <laughs> tried to, to do, it just didn't all work out for me, except for this call, which I'm very happy to be on the call with you. So. Yeah, well, so. first off, thanks for being real about that. Cause like today, like I said to my husband, like I legit have so much to do today and I've been going through like my emails and trying to get caught up. I finally got like Amelia to take a nap like at an earlier time. And then of course, Arlie decided that she was gonna fuss and she wasn't gonna be Zen. And like normally she's actually a very Zen baby. So I can usually, count on like once Amelia is taking a nap or she, something or she's distracted or makely going on the other one is really chill and I can do my work Arlie was not having it yep. she wanted me to hold her she was grabbing me she's fussing she's nursing she's just doing everything and I'm like okay so I stopped trying to read my emails because I couldn't couldn't get anything done I was literally being less productive staring at the screen than actually even like try to see what she needed and so I just gave up and I just focused on her and then finally she took a nap, you know, when we had to get on, but it's like, it's so true. And I think that someone, you know, who is truly successful, like you, another great message you just shared is like, make your yes pile and make your no pile. Like that really resonated hard with me. I'm going to take that tip. Like, you know, anyone listening, think about that, make your yeses, make your no's, and then accept help where you can accept help. Because I think that's another great message for anyone, you know, who is having a hard time. You know, it's like, you do really have to look at things and like say, okay, like what aligns, what works, what's in flow and like, what's just not worth it. Absolutely. Sorry, I was taking a sip of wine. Um. <laughs> for you, cheers. Cheers. Uh, I mean, no, absolutely. I think that's so important. Oh, you know what I thought of that I also do that's really fun. So. We have phone jail at my office and at home. So literally it's a jail um, and you can get it on Amazon. And so at home, like if we're having dinner, the phones go into phone jail or like if we're, if we're like with the kids and we're doing something with them, the phones go into phone jail. Same at the office. Like if we have a meeting, all the phones go into phone jail or for me specifically, like if I'm doing, if I'm working on something, the phone just stays in the jail. Like I don't need to look at my phone. I don't need to look at social media. Like my husband knows the office number or there's an emergency. So really like taking that distraction and putting it far away. So it's not even accessible to me. That's really helped. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so cool. I'm going to have to try that because I'm not going to lie. That is definitely not something that I have ever, I, I don't think experienced, honestly, I, um, I'm like thinking, I'm like, have I ever done that? I don't, it is liberating. I have to tell you, we, we did this, um, we watched the social dilemma and I was like, you know what? I am just attached to this phone for no reason. Like I will be in the middle of an email writing it up and it's an important thing. And then I'll just reach for my phone and 
open it up and then go to Instagram. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Like I'm working on something right now. Like what? And it's so inefficient. So there was a chart that I saw that it says, you know, you, you work on something, you get distracted and you work on it again and they get distracted. It takes like two or three times as long to work on something versus just like focusing on whatever it is and just getting it done. So I'm going to, I'm going to send you a phone gel because it sounds like you need it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it's really, it's funny. Like, so what does this exactly consist of? Oh, it looks, it just, it's, there's several slots in it. Your, your phone fits in it and then it looks like a jail, but like you literally just put this box like across the room. So you're just not instinctively reaching for your phone. If a notification comes on, you know, like if, like, do you need to see the notification? Probably not. If like, if you're like, we're doing our interview right now, you know, other than me being on the phone with you, I don't need to have all these other things up because my focus should be just you in this conversation, not like checking Instagram at the same time as trying to respond to a text message and all of that good stuff. It's like, it really is just focusing your, your attention on what you're doing at that moment, whether it's your child, whether it's a it's work, um, whether it's cooking your meal and just enjoying making that meal. I really feel like it, it brings you into the present of, of what you're doing. And like, you're there, like you're there with your kid versus like something popping up and you notice that there's a sale somewhere, like who cares? So I don't know. I I found that it's very, um, it's, it's really cleared my mind of clutter. I love that. I think that's another great message. It's like, Hey, when in doubt and you kind of can't like get clear or you just want to be intentional about not being on your phone, like do the phone jail, like you just said, it, like it actually lets you focus on one thing, not being all over the place. And it, you know, it's, it's such a good point. It's so true because we're all guilty of it. And you know, I definitely do put my phone down more and I'll put it like face down on purpose. So I'm not even looking at or seeing it. Like when I have, you know, say a friend over and I'm sitting with them and I want to actually connect with them, like I will turn it over so that I know, like I'm not going to look at all the notifications and I'm actually going to be present. And it's definitely been, you're right. It's definitely like liberating. It also feels really good to be able to connect that way and actually be so present, but it's true. It's like, it's a real practice, I would say, because we are so addicted and attached to all the technology around us. Yeah. I knew, I knew I had a problem when my four-year-old daughter was like, mom, put your phone down. And I was like, okay, like, you know, she's noticing. And, and in all honesty, I I don't even know what I was doing, but it wasn't that important, but you know, for your child to tell you to put your phone down, like, then it's a problem. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, mean, Amelia, you know, just started noticing on my phone and she'll say to me, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm answering an email. And she'll be like, okay. And it's funny because usually she says, okay, good job. Like she knows I'm working. And then when she wants my attention, it's like, no, 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 not now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I put my phone down because I know that's her way of telling me like, okay, I haven't said anything before. So like now I want mama's attention. So no, not now, you know, and it's true. Yeah. They're good reminders for us. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're little, but they teach us, you know, they, they teach us just as much as I think we teach them maybe more. Oh, I say it all the time. Like little, little teachers, truly. (laughs) It's crazy. You're like, oh, okay. I'm being schooled today. Got it. You know, it's like, okay. But there's something so beautiful about at the same time, you know? Well, they're definitely put into our lives like for a reason, you know? Oh yeah, 100%. Well, and so like to that note, you know, being a mom, like, you know, I I guess my question for you would be like, what, I guess like currently right now, what um, advice or 
tips would you share for those that are, you know, maybe struggling a little bit more, really having to juggle with everything going on in life, like that you feel that you're doing that might be helping you as a mom, as well as an entrepreneur and all the things that you do juggle? I think I, one of the things is I really do try to focus on one thing at a time and I, I time block. So I know it's difficult with, you know, everyone having to, to be at home and, and manage homeschooling if that, if there is that, or, 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 you know, if that's the case, but if you can say, if you have a partner or someone that can help you or like a part-time, you know, um, nanny or babysitter, like if you can say, okay, for this one hour, I'm going to work on work and that next out, you know, half hour, an hour, you're going to focus on your child or whatever that is. I, I would say like, just try to make the most of those, those increments of time. And this kind of goes back to like, you know, not getting distracted because if you're going to spend an hour on something and don't spend half an hour of that one hour on Instagram, looking through nonsense, like really stay focused and work on what it is you're working on. So you can be really efficient and really dedicated to that. So you knock whatever it is that's important out of the way and just be present with that. So, oh, that's another thing I do. I have, a, so on a daily basis, I do this with my staff and for your readers, um, I'm sorry, your, your listeners, I have, I was reading a book called the one thing. And, um, it really talks about like, what's your one thing? Um, not so much like life, but like career, like is your one thing Ellie to get, you know, um, a million subscribers. Okay. Well, if that's your one big goal, like everything that you're doing should be in alignment with that goal. So if you're, if you're, if you're not trying to create great content um, and if you're just responding to an email, that's really not getting you to that place. And like, that's not important. Like what's important is doing the tasks that get you to the one thing. So every day I, I recognize like, what is the, if I got nothing else done, like what is the one important task I need to get done? So that's the thing that I focus on first and foremost and knock that out. Then after that, I have three other things that I, try to knock out. And I usually do. And so by being really clear and intentional about what I'm trying to do, whether it's work or family, um, I do those things and then I'm all in with it. And then it, I feel like since you're so hyper-focused, you do get those things done um, in a very efficient manner. And then, you know, other things just kind of fall into play, but understanding what your, your parameters are for the day. And then um, for my team, like everyone we do it like a 10 minute powwow in the morning and everyone shares like, what is your one thing? So we understand what everyone's working on. Um, so I think that's, that's really helped me um, being clear in the goals for the day. And then also um, time blocking and being, you know, focused. I love that. So, so cool. And like, I think those are such great gems that you just shared, like the time blocking. It's so funny you said that because I recently got myself a time timer and I'm staring at it at, at the box right now, like, mm, maybe you should open that. And you saying that I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Cause I like got it. So I could time myself and like pay attention to what, you know, things are doing. And you're right. It's like little things like that make such a difference in everything you're doing. And I love any, you know, write this down. Anyone that's listening, you know, like besides the time blocking, what Mana said, you know, no matter what you're doing, whatever it is, personal, business, whatever your goal is, everything that you do should align and add up to that. So if something doesn't fit in that, then it shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about, think about how many times you've walked, you're, you're walking into the kitchen and you're like, why am I here? And it's, you're, you don't even know why you're there because you're distracted about, you've probably done three things in between the time that you walked 
from the living room to the kitchen and then you lose focus on what it is why you're there and you know it, it's those things that that just take like just take away that that time and really time is so valuable right like that's that's a limited resource that we have and we're all trying to get more time with our family and like not just time like quality time you know um because we don't need to work more like that's not what we need to do. And, you know, if, if, if anything, like we would want to spend more quality time with friends or family. So it's just like, well, how do we gain that? You know? So just being really clear and really intentional. But I mean, other than that, I think, I think just, just trying to find things, you know, what I've done is, is really like, just, just gone. Okay. Like, do I even need to do fill in the blank? You know, do I need to, I was going to say self-care items so never mind because I do need to get my nails done, but like <laughs> something that's just something that's just not necessary. Like, do you need to iron the pillowcase? If there are any pillowcase ironers out there, I don't know. Like, just superfluous extra stuff. Well, then, if the answer is no, then don't do it. It's not that important. You know, don't kill yourself over trying to be, you know, perfectly polished. I love that. I think that's another great message. Like, don't kill yourself over things that like maybe really don't matter, or at least in that time when you're trying to get other things done, don't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for, you know, being so honest and real about, you know, your journey. This is so inspirational. I love learning all about you and everything. Before I let you go, man, is there anything else that you would want my listeners to, you know, know about you or, you know, to think about for themselves? And then I'll have you plug yourself. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I do a lot of mentoring and, um, I think what I share with a lot of people is I, you know, talking about something is great and having ideas are really great. That is the first step, like really put it, put it, get an action plan together to actually do, do whatever it is you want to do. Like if it's a dream of yours, work towards it. So it's, it's one of those, like, stop talking about it and start, start doing it, you know? Um, so, and I, and I, I, I have found that people that, that have just you know, taken like small steps, even in that right, in, even in that direction, um, you know, can make such a big difference and such a big impact to, to, you know, getting to your dreams. So just, just do it. I love that. That's so good. Just do it. It's such a great way to end the show. Mana, tell us where we can find you and follow you. Um, you can find us on all socials at Mana Kadar Beauty. If you want to follow me and my my silly little life, it's Anna underscore with underscore N underscore M. Um, and then um, our website is manakadarcosmetics.com. Amazing. And it's all be on the show notes. Mana, thank you so much for sharing. And guys, just do it. Like, that's what I'm going to leave you with. Just do it. Till next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.